When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of the Scobro Show. This is Behind the Steel Curtain Editor Dave Schofield coming at you once again on Tuesday. A little bit late tonight. I'll get into that in a little bit. But uh, you might be able to see I might sound a little different. I might have be a little echoey. I might be, you know, just notice a different background. That's because I'm still coming to you on vacation. I'm trying to get the best setup that I can. But even though I'm on vacation, someone who never takes a vacation and with me, as always, is my big brother, Rich. Rich, how's it going tonight? Where else would you rather be than right here, right now? Right? Kathy, I saw you said you were watching Scobro and State of the Union. Forget the State of the Union. <laughs> we're better. The State of the Steelers. This is the State of the Steelers. Right. The we're State of the Steelers. So, uh, so, hey, and um, by the way, yes, I do take vacations. Yeah, I know, I know you too. We take a vacation together. There will that's, be a weekend there this summer that you'll uh, you'll have a Scobro show that's neither neither little bro or big bro sco, just because we like to talk about that when we go. We spend time together and it won't go to a house with, with no internet, so we can't even try to do the show. So uh, that would that'll be our twentieth year coming up. But yeah, exciting, exciting. Anyway, let's get back to stuff going on here. So I'm sorry, I was trying to get my mic hooked up. I was trying to make sure I had a setup. For those of you that are that are watching on YouTube or Facebook Live, you could you could see that it's a little bit different. I'm coming from a well, what looks like a hotel room. It's actually a nice little condo that we're staying at. I am currently in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Enjoying some uh, warmer weather and some sunshine and just some time with the family. So, um, if anyone out there is in Myrtle Beach, maybe I'll maybe I'll run, I'll run into you. I spent the whole day at Broadway at the beach today and things like that. They uh, they talk about that on ESPN when they have the cornhole tournaments coming from South Carolina at Myrtle Beach. But I'm sure you've never watched cornhole on on TV, have you, bro? <laughs> I can always find it on the Ocho. On the Ocho. <laughs> <laughs> so we're here and and it is the NFL Combine. And it, well sorry, let's get it right. The 2022 NFL Scouting Combine. And I know a lot of people were excited, they're ready to watch all the the combine kicks off on Monday or is it Tuesday or is it well really the combine if you want to watch anything live of players on the on the field, it's not till Thursday. It's not till Thursday. The players report, but they're staggered in their reporting based on their position, and they don't actually go on the field until day four. So when the first group, which was quarterbacks, 
wide receivers, tight ends reported on Monday, they still don't get to the field until Thursday. So Thursday, 7 p.m. on NFL Network is when that'll kick off. Um, Rich, are you going to watch any of the Combine? No. No, me neither. I never do. (laughs) I'm on vacation. I'm not going to watch the Combine. So, But I know people out there that just love it. They love it. They eat it up. Um, I honestly – I can tell you somebody from BTSC that will be watching. (laughs) Oh, I I know Andrew will probably catch Andrew Wilbar will be watching the Combine. Um, or so, I know I've talked to other people that are like, oh, I'll, I'll DVR it. I'll take care of everything. Hey, I, yeah, I don't have to worry about it because Andrew's yeah. going to watch it. And anything I need, I'll, hey, Andrew. What can yeah, you, Andrew's, yeah he'll, he'll, he'll basically give us a better report than what it'll be from, uh, you know, the four hours out of my life on Thursday night that I could spend on my last night of vacation. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Um, that that a- Andrew could probably sum it up for me much, much easier. And speaking of Andrew, but at the but at the end of this month, He's going to come on and tell us some of these things on our um, for a Scobro show. Well, we already have that scheduled out for him. And if you haven't caught it, Andrew has also joined Jeremy Betts as part of the Steelers Fantasy Fix uh, while they're looking at stuff with the draft and everything else. Uh, he's on that podcast on our audio-only side. We have lots of great podcasts on our audio-only. Uh, you don't want to miss Let's Ride or the live mic or my stat geek. Well, you might want to miss my stat geek. That, that, that's all right. Um, but And then all the noon shows. Then we've got our our, our YouTube shows coming. We're st- we still got a Sunday show in the works, but until we do – we were doing the Steelers Q&A. I did it with Jeffrey Benedict, not this past Sunday, but the one before. And then this past Sunday, it, it was, was Big Bro going bad. It was, it was great. The killer bees. It was yeah. The killer bees. The killer bees. Yeah, and I was I was impressed that you got to name the tag team duo of the killer bees and did, and kind of stole Bad's thunder because that's kind of in his wheelhouse. But I was really glad that you were yeah, able he to do probably, that. He probably thought I had no clue, but – I knew the killer biggies. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. So what we what we're doing and what we've done on the show last week, if you didn't catch last week's show, you might want to go back and check it out later. Um, we talked about the Steelers' philosophy behind how they're going to handle free agency. Uh, we we basically took a whole show to break that down. We probably could have gone more than a show. Just just talking about various different things that the Steelers will do. You know, are they going to, you know, what are they looking for? How are they wanting to spend? Will they spend? What are they trying to do to the team? All those kind of things. What we're going to do now is we're going to specifically break it into offense or defense. And tonight we're doing offense. Next week we'll do defense. And then that'll lead us up to the following week. We will be talking to you on the second day of the legal tampering period. So Mm -hmm. that, you know, we might even have some exciting news by then. But before we dive into that, one last thing. To me, the best part of the NFL scouting, scouting combine is over because we heard Kevin Colbert speak. Mike Tomlin's one of the few head coaches that doesn't speak. Um, oh, I, I saw a report that Robert Sala uh, from um, the Jets, not only did he not speak, he didn't even go. Nice. Um, that you know, they're just like, you know what, the combine doesn't tell us anything, we're going with film and our own scouting, which I, I kind of like if that's what they're doing. But, um, but there was a lot of stuff coming out from um, Kevin Colbert. He had a you know, the, the big stand in front of the podium media session, then he was on SNR, he was with various other places, plenty of things to break down. Um, I was doing my best to try to catch things while I was on vacation. I'm trying to continue to do that. I know there was some uh, positive news about Stefan Tuitt and um, him having a desire to come back and play next season. And, you know, that's a goal of his. So if that's really the case, that's really good news for Steelers Nation. And I'm going to be going on that news as we discuss the offense tonight. Yeah, yeah I know. I'm like, <laughs> we picked offense before we found out about that, right? Yeah, so, um, but, but now, but it's, that's nice to know yeah. that that's come out for us to talk tonight. Well, because if you look at it, let, let me break down the numbers here real quick. If If I have it actually up here on a different tab, which I which I think I do. I really hope that my internet connection is working fine. It's been working really great for me while I'm here on vacation, um, but it's not my own, so I, been, I, 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 can't, I can't vouch for it. So so far, so good, bro? Oh, you've been better than usual, so you know, maybe you've got better <laughs> internet on vacation maybe, than home. Maybe. Um, 
Yeah, well, right now it's not very crowded here, so therefore there's not a lot of people fighting for it. But right now, Stefan Tuitt is set to be the third highest salary cap number for the Steelers in 2022 behind T.J. Watt and Cam Hayward. Now, the thing with Tuitt is they added void years to his contract uh, when he rene- – when he um, when they well, – not renegotiate. What, what do you call restructured? It? Restructured. Thank you. See, I'm still in vacation mode when they restructured his contract last year. So even though he has a pretty decent base salary this year, he would still be an awful lot of dead money if he wouldn't have been playing for the Steelers this year. So he's almost a $14 million salary cap hit. That's 13, nine 75, seven 50. Even if something would happen and he wasn't playing and he was gone, he still would have been um, an, uh, over over nine and a half million dollars in dead money. He still would have counted that much towards the salary cap for the Steelers, even if he didn't play. So it's actually much better if Stefan Tuitt is able to and wanting to come back to the Steelers. That's the better scenario, because if you're going to be spending a decent amount of money of your salary cap on him, wouldn't that actually be good to actually have him on the field? Yeah, because if not, you got to spend that with him not there and spend money to replace him in some way. Yeah. So, I mean, and think about it. Stefan Tuitt, they they went ahead and restructured his contract last year, probably with the knowledge of knowing he might not be playing. Yep. And they went ahead and did it to save their save their numbers, but still paid him anyway, because they, you know, that that could have changed, but they didn't do it that way. So I'm like, Tuitt just made an awful lot of money last year not playing a single snap. So I don't think that it's a money grab or anything at all with him. So that would that that answers a big question. But that was one thing Kevin Colbert talked about. Uh, I have an article coming out um, probably, you know, it's up to Jeff when he publishes it. I just try to get it to him about um, using void years in contracts and a comment that Colbert made about that. There was all kinds of stuff, but also a whole lot of nothing. Did you really catch much of what he was saying? Any overall thoughts uh, on Kevin Colbert? Um, well, yeah, um, he's been spending a lot more time with coach Tomlin. <laughs> Minus the, the super saying, famous. Saying, no, without saying anything. <laughs> right. It, it's like, say the obvious, say the things that just, you know, really, I mean, people can take it and run with it as news, but it's really not news. Yeah. It's what everybody was expecting and things like that. Um, so no, nothing earth shattering from, and, and you can't fault the media for asking the questions because they're asking the questions that need asked, but he knows what questions they are going to ask and know how to answer them without saying anything. Because guess what? Guess what the Steelers are doing is their draft philosophy. They're going to look at every player at every position in order to make a, a determination of what they need to do. <laughs> I mean, that's what they're doing. I mean, that's, that's what we found out from Kevin Gord. So, um, with that, any uh, anything else? Are you ready to dive into this topic? Uh, let's let's dive in on our topic. I'm let's ready go. to dive. So, what we're going to look at is we're going to look at what do we think? What should the Steelers be looking at in free agency? We're going to look at their own players from last year. We'll look through those and say, hey, this is what they should keep. This is what they should upgrade. We're going to go position by position. Does that sound good, Rich? So- sounds good. And just make sure that we just make sure that we paint the barn with a broad brush. Again, paint you know, paint the barn red with a broad brush. Yeah, we gotta yeah, throw that in there. There you go. Um, while not living in our fears. Yes. Um, except in the playoffs. Except in the playoffs. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> so, all right. So let's real quick take a look at this list. I have it here somewhere. Um, let's start with wide receiver. Does that sound like a good place to start? Sure. There's, let's there's a, no, just... no, 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 no. Let's not. Let's go running back. We got some good stuff to go with okay. wide receiver. Let's go running back. Okay, let's we can, go running back. We can all we're gonna lump fullback into running back position. Sure. Um, just because we, we need something to get our feet wet a, a little bit. The Steelers do have an unrestricted free agent in Kalen Balage um that they could bring back uh, as a running back. Other than that, everyone else was under contract. Uh Benny Snell Jr., Anthony McFarland, obviously Najee Harris, and Derek Watt. What should the Steelers be looking to do? if anything, in free agency at running back? do you? First question first, do they bring back Kalen Balash? Um, I actually think that you could let Balash go. Okay. Because last year we had Ant-Mac 
inactive most of the time. Yeah. So you could roll with with Najee, Benny Snail football, and um, Ant Mac. Yeah, and then, you got Trey Edmonds back with a futures contract. Yes. Yep. Exactly. So really, mm-hmm. unless there's something they really see that they would need in Balage, they could just let him walk. This is what I say about Balage. I say if you bring him back on a one-year vet minimum contract, which actually costs less of the salary cap than what he actually gets paid, and you let him come to training camp knowing that he may not even make the team, is not a bad idea. Right. But it's not like he's coming in to definitely be an answer and to definitely have a roster spot. I don't think that Anthony McFarland definitely has a roster spot for next year. No, I'm not sure he does either. So maybe if you do mm-hmm. that with Balazs, basically the two of them mm-hmm. are battling out in camp. And if they both battle well, then maybe even Benny Snell doesn't have a have a roster spot. Correct. So, so, the, so the question is, um, and then of course you know you got you got Derek Watt at fullback, but everyone's like, oh, they're paying so much money for a fullback. He's the special teams ace. That's really what he's making his money with. Um, some people want to cut him to save a little bit of money, but the cost of of roster displacement really wouldn't save him much of anything. So, with you know, on top of the dead money, so would you? Before we get into the other running backs, would you do anything at fullback? No, leave it yeah. alone. Yeah, I, I mean, unless you want to offer him another uh, another year or two extension, you know, before the end of his deal, um, not really paying him anymore, but just moving it what they have to do right yeah okay so back to running back is that a position you see the Steelers adding in free agency no I really don't I don't yeah especially if they bring back Balage on the one-year minimum then I don't I don't think they're because I think any running back that they would add would probably be that one-year minimum yeah because really I mean, Najee's going to be the bell cow. Yeah. And everyone knows it. Yep. Anyone who comes in knows that, if anything, you would have to play fantastic in order to get eight carries a game. Yeah. Because that's just what the Steelers are going to do. Because the Steelers are going to give the rock to the Nodge. Yeah. And that's just – that's kind of where they're going to spend their money, what they're going to do. I don't know that there is like that there is a D'Angelo Williams type player out there that the Steelers could bring right. in and use. If I mean that's to me that's the standard of your number two running back of what the Steelers did there and and, or, and everything. And I brought, just don't know that it's I don't know that it's there. Or when they brought Deuce Staley in and he was yeah. behind the bus, you know. Mm-hmm. Various there, there's been like times that. where we've we've done some of the, those things, but. I'm with you. I'm not sure there's anybody out there that's at that point in their career where they'd be okay with that. Exactly. And the Steelers have thrown so many draft picks of players that are still in their rookie deals at that position. It, I mean, unless they know that they're not going to be on the team anymore, that's kind of been their philosophy at running back. Hey, we're just going to continually, you know, pop in a rookie there to fill out the room and not spend any more money. Yep. Um if they change that, I wouldn't be shocked, but that would be one that, that um, it, I mean, it, it would surprise me, but I wouldn't be like, what in the world are they doing? Right. So that's, that's running back. Now yep. let's go ahead and dive into tight end <laughs> real quick, lead, leading up to some of these other ones. Uh, tight end, the, the only free agent the Steelers have, Eric Ebron. What do you have to say about bringing back Eric Ebron? No. No, there's no need to do it. No um, need. I don't know if anyone's going to sign Ebron. Um, I just don't know how that's going to work. His last reception for the Steelers was a touchdown. He got hurt on it. Um, and he really liked playing for the Steelers. I just don't know that he really, even if he wanted to come back on a vet minimum, I don't know that he really adds to what the Steelers are wanting to do. Right. You know, Pat's the man. Yep. Okay. Muth is, Muth is the guy. And Gentry really came on as your blocker last year. And Kevin and Rader. The, not only did Gentry come on as a blocker, but as we hit the end of the season, they actually had some plays where they got him the ball that turned out to be beautiful plays. Yeah. So um, I, I like, I would be fine going into to things with Muth 
at one, Gentry at two, and Raider is your three. Yeah, and they also have Jace, was it Sternberger or whatever it was that was finished the year on the right. practice squad. He's back with a futures contract. And I would not be shocked if that would be a position that the Steelers signed, maybe an undrafted free agent, you know, um, after the draft, an undrafted rookie free agent. I just don't think they should address it in free agency at all. I, th- I think they're they're fine there because they have other things you need to address. That's why we're kind of knocking out these two to start. Now let's move to wide receiver. Okay. When it comes to the wide receivers, the Steelers have have several players that are due to be unrestricted free agents come March, officially March 16th, but can start negotiating on March 14th. That would be Juju Smith-Schuster. That would be James Washington. That would be Ray-Ray McLeod. All three of them are set to be unrestricted free agents. So therefore the Steelers, all they have coming back from the 53 man roster are Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool and Cody White. Now they do have a lot of other guys that were on the practice squad that uh, had have played in the NFL for other teams before, but just didn't break the 53 for the Steelers last year. So first question, do you steal, do the Steelers resign any of those three wide receivers? Um, Yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, do you want me to go further? Or did you? Just yeah, want you me can to go, go further. further. Yes or no? Um, they'll look to see if there's anything. I, I wouldn't be surprised. They look to see if there's anything they can do with Juju, but they're mm-hmm. not going to break the bank on Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah. Um, hate to say it, but James Washington, as much as we love Grandpa Strong, he's probably gone. Yeah. Because the Steelers have just, for some reason, shown that they're not willing to. There's something about him that they don't like. Um, so realistically, I would say, you know, you shoot for Juju, but in the end, I wouldn't be surprised if the only one they got signed back was Ray Ray. Yes. You know what? You just summed up my answer. That's it. You can shoot for Juju. Here's the biggest problem with Juju. He's already costing them $5.6 million against the cap this year to whether he plays for the Steelers or somebody else. Because them adding the void years to the one year deal last year, right? So the and that all came due because his contract already voided. It voided in in February, so they would have had to have re-signed him before that voided to just have them stay out in, in regular years. But it, it it all came due. That's that's dead money, and anything that they sign him for now. Now if they sign him to a three year deal, the first year is probably lower anyway, which that you know, but. They right. knew that 5.6 was going under this year no matter what. I don't know if they would count that as like, well, Juju's already costing us that much. I don't think that's their mentality. That's our mentality. But I could see I could see them saying, hey, we would like to have you back. Let us know if you're, you know, what's going on. Or even say, hey, this is what we'll give you. You want to go look other places? We understand. You want to come back and tell us what you're going to sign first? That would we would appreciate it, but you know, we, we've got to do what we can all do. And, and I would be in favor of that. I think Ray Ray is, is likely to come back mainly as a returner, but it's someone who can fill in as a wide receiver. I don't know that they would sign him to be the answer at receiver. So Steelers fans need to understand that, that if you see Ray Ray McLeod coming back, don't just think, Oh no, what are the Steelers doing? He's not the answer at receiver. That doesn't necessarily mean what they did. I mean, he played last year on a one-year deal for a million dollars. I could see him doing the same thing. Okay. Um, Do you think they address wide receiver in free agency? Maybe. Meaning outside of their team, of course. Correct. I say maybe. Um, I will use the phrase um, that I used with bad the other night and quote one of my favorite TV personalities, Rod Roddy. Mm-hmm. And that would be if the price is right. If the price is right. If the price is right. They're not going to go break break the bank. No, they're not anybody. going big. They're not going big name, big, nope. big high profile. Um, I, I say they definitely do if, if it's not Juju. So yeah. to me, they sign somebody, whether you count re-signing Juju or signing somebody else. But I don't, but you're right. I don't know if that's a position where they're going to break the bank. So, and and the problem is, this is what Jeffrey Benedict keeps keeps saying, and I'm I'm not disagreeing with him at all. It's like 
the two receivers they have back, they play at the same position. Right. In Claypool and Deontay Johnson, mm-hmm. they both of them are better at at the same position. So to me, you almost have to you would almost you'd have to consider moving. I mean, between between the various, I'm going to mess up the, the letters that they use because they're not the same ones that we used whenever I coached. Um, with with the you know the X Y and Z and and various things. See, we we had them numbered. We didn't use letters. Um, we had seven, eight, nine. Um, Sorry. So now no, I lost my train of thought. Uh, the problem is, is each one, that's why a lot of times when, if Deontay Johnson was out, Chase Claypool would do better. Or if Chase Claypool was out, Deontay Johnson would do, do better because they're filling the same kind of roles. And everyone's like, oh, I mean, I was so disappointed in Bob Labriola saying um, the Steelers should have utilized James Washington more when, when Juju got hurt. James Washington doesn't play the same wide receiver position as Juju. You know, basically your only other option to run that one was Ray Ray McLeod, unless they moved Deontay Johnson in there and they didn't. So there's a lot of questions there, but if if you're going to have a different quarterback, not with the number seven, unless they have a one and a seven, I don't know that they do that. um, You got to make sure you have some good, you know, some adequate wide receivers. So, so those are just some, some various things there. Anything else you want to say about wide receiver? No, so I'll sum it up real quick. I expect to see, really expect them to see them offer, you know, Ray Ray, like you said, a one year, $1 million deal or something like that. And then they will have another free agent wide receiver, whether that be Juju or someone else. Yeah. Yep. I, I think, I think that's pretty, pretty wise. And of course, we, you know, as we said with James Washington, he just didn't seem to be the right fit with what the Steelers were, were ultimately doing. So, which one do you want to save for last, quarterback or O-line? <laughs> Let's do quarterback next. We'll do quarterback next because the Steelers only have one quarterback under contract, and that would be Mason Rudolph. That's because Ben Roethlisberger is technically an unrestricted free agent, but he retired. Um, remember, when a, it's, it's a different designation whenever a player retires while they're still under contract versus if they were – retire at the end of their contract. So that's the only thing really going on there. Uh, Josh Dobbs is an unrestricted free agent and Dwayne Haskins is a restricted free agent that the Steelers have said they're going to tender, but that has yet to happen. Um, Bottom line is they're going to tender Haskins. No one's going to give up a first round pick for him and he's going to be with the Steelers. Agreed? Yeah, that's how that's going to play out. So officially there's one. Realistically, there's two. Do the Steelers address the quarterback position in free agency? Well, first of all, I forgot to ask. Josh Dobbs, do they re-sign him or no? Mm, That's a tough one. Yeah. I'm not sure they do this time around. I don't know. I think. I think it might depend on some other things. First, Josh Dobbs very well could be re-signed up to the Steelers if he doesn't sign somewhere else following the draft. Yes. That they're like, okay, we're seeing what everything else is. Hey, here you go, Josh. You're not signed yet. Why don't you come here? Come on in. You know, that's what I could see there. I would I would be surprised if he's one of the guys re-signed before the start of the new league year. But then next thing you know, they'll turn around and do it. We're like, all right, then then they have a plan. Um that Kevin Colbert says they're going to have four at camp. Or do you think the Steelers are going free agent with a quarterback? Yes. I do. I, I think so as well. Now here's the, the million dollar question. Are they going? Well, and we're, you know, and this is we're saying free agent, you know, there's always a possibility of a trade in there, but We've said it before. We really don't want the Steelers trading for a quarterback because anytime it's a quarterback, you've got to give up decent capital and pay their contract, and I don't want them giving up the draft picks to do it. I would rather them them sign somebody. So rather than – we could talk about specific names or specific players, but I'm going to ask what what kind of signing do you think it is? Are they signing someone that once they sign them, they're like, hey – 
this is the guy that it's going to be his job, barring anything crazy coming no. in. I'm giving you the categories. So you've got that category. They sign him and he's the guy. Because you're asking me questions that, you know, I could just then, tell you what I know, you're going to do. But I want, I want everyone to understand. But then there's the category of somebody else to come in to compete along with Rudolph and Haskins. Or there's someone else that you signed to come in just in case, thinking that they're going to be a step back from those other two and could just maybe be someone to have around, um, you know, you know, really low profile, maybe take a flyer on. What do you think they're going to do now? They're going to bring someone in to compete. Okay. It will be, it will be someone who very well could win the starting position, but it's not, just going to be handed to them. Mm-hmm. They'll have to go out and earn it. Do you think the level of free agent quarterback the Steelers could possibly sign here in a few weeks determines their draft strategy? Yes. I think so too. It does. Yeah. If if they can't go get something good enough to compete, then they drop down a tier, mm-hmm. and someone who's kind of here and more mentory, and you know they've been around or something. Then I think they meaning will- like meaning like Charlie Batch. He came in to be a backup. He was never going to be the starter unless Correct. there was a problem. And now, granted, the Steelers would have a Ben Roethlisberger on the roster, but still, yeah, I know. Yeah, but but that whole idea of a hey. You know, you're probably not going to be a starter, maybe though you do well enough and get to hang around. Um, and if the, if that's the case, then I expect them to look closer at the draft and think maybe we could or need to still address something here. Yeah. The problem is, I, th- I know some people are concerned about this. Like, is this really the free agent class to add a quarterback? Is this really the draft class to add a quarterback? And the thing is, it could be, but it's not as big as it has been in the past for both, in my opinion. Yep. I know there's some quarterbacks that are out there, you know, even a report today is all the Steelers are really interested in trading for Jimmy G. I would hate that move. Oh, I would too. So bad because you'd have to pay him so much of your salary cap. You would have to give up draft picks to get him. And it's not that he's a huge upgrade that's going to be the answer for a long time. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, Mason isn't the answer. Yeah, but are you? But is are, is somebody like a Jimmy G going to be the answer either? Missing on that and giving up the draft capital and the and the salary cap space, all that now, missing on that would be huge. You know, he comes in and he's injured and only plays half the games. That would be the biggest waste. It really would. So I I don't like that. Um. I a lot of people have mentioned, and th- what's growing on some people is the is the Mitch Trubisky, and it's it's grown on me a little. It's bit, grown on me I, as well. Okay, but I'm just of, worried that it's grown so much through the league that he's going to cost too much. A, a Mitch Trubisky, a Marcus Mariota, mm-hmm. you know, guys like that. Yeah, I, you know, I could see that we'd do it. Um, if it grows a lot throughout the league and they get too expensive and we're not willing to do that, then the Steelers have to go another direction. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it wouldn't surprise me to see, you know, a guy like, like one of those guys end up as a Steeler. Yeah. Well, and here's what we have to remember as fans, like that, the the Ryan Clark statement of what he said about Mason Rudolph, that really ticked me off. Most of the time, Ryan Clark's all right, but I was like, just shut up. Uh, that so, every that's once like in a one while, of the dumbest things I've heard come out of his mouth. When, when Ryan Clark hasn't been noticed enough, is when Ryan Clark then comes out and says something stupid about the Steelers to rile up the fan base. So everybody says, Ryan Clark. Yeah. That's what and, he's and turned into. Exactly. And, and, 
Do the Steelers need to do something with quarterback? Yes. Have I heard people say, hey, you're better off getting that person in here now to try to develop them because, oh, the whole idea of we need to build other things before we get the quarterback. Then it takes two years to develop the quarterback and those other things are gone. You know what? But forcing yourself to have to have to do the quarterback right now, if it's a really bad time to fix the quarterback, is going to set you back farther. Right. It's going to set you back farther. If this isn't the free agent class to get a quarterback, if this isn't the draft class to get a quarterback, then what you have to do is try to make yourself a really good football team that isn't dependent on the quarterback. And then if you can throw the quarterback into that, that's what you get. I'm going back doing it here. Here's the plug behind the still curtain.com. You want to stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. The first article went today. I'm going back and doing this again, leading up to the draft. A lot of the research has been done. I'm just updating things that needed updated of what happened to the draft class of, and I start with 2004 because it was Ben Roethlisberger. Yep. This is the last year I'll do that one. Then I will drop out a bunch of draft classes. But I, but I did that, and I was looking at some of the comments of that article today that was looking at the 2004 draft class. They're like, holy cow, if you wanted quanti- quantity, that was a terrible draft class because you basically got Ben Roethlisberger and Max Starks, and that was it. Right. But you got Ben Roethlisberger and Max Starks. Yeah, exactly. And like, and like a commenter said, they're like, that team was set up that really they just needed a quarterback. And they got one, and and look at what happened over the next several seasons. They were set up otherwise so great. And you know what? That's is that the Pittsburgh Steelers right now? No, no. So you have to ask yourself: Do you want to go quarterback and try to fill in the other things now, or do you say, "Hey, this isn't the time to get the quarterback. Maybe there's a better free agent class next year. Maybe there's a better draft class next year." Maybe you can get by, and that's all I'm looking to do. Can the Steelers get by with a season of what they have? And I think if they address the other, if they take their thing else, they can and be we're back. pretty. Oh, was I gone? You were gone for a second. <laughs> I, oh, had okay, to give, I had to give you the Jefferson Hartman treatment. Yeah. Sorry, I had no idea I was gone. See, Jeff knows he's Jeff knows he's gone because his screen goes black. Nice. <laughs> Me, I had no idea. So, so that's yeah. You just do that if that happens again. Um, for those of you just joining us, I'm on vacation. I'm in Myrtle Beach. I'm doing the best I can. That's why I'm sitting here with with hotel curtains in the background. Um, what else? Do, I mean, any, anything you have to, to to say? I mean, we need to move on to the offensive line. Yeah, I'm ready to go to the this offensive is a big one. line. But so I'm okay if the Steelers are able to do something at quarterback. I mean, there's still some other, there's other options out there to compete that that could actually be decent options. We said the Trubisky. To me, if Trubisky comes in, I think he's got a great chance to to have that job. If you look at someone like a Jacoby Brissett, you said a Marcus Mariota. Um, there was another one I was thinking of, even you know Teddy Bridgewater. I know some people like some of these over others. I'm not saying what any of these are greater than others, but these are all all names of players that could come in and compete for that job. Correct. Um, and so, and different people are going to 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 like them for different reasons. So, we're going to put the offensive line all together. Yep. That's I, I think that's yes. Yeah, that's, we're going to we're going to group them all together. Um, just because. So let's look at the Steelers' um, free agents on Actually, the line. Can we can we start because we're going to do all of them? Can we start with who we have under contract? Oh, now I got to look back. I got to try to remember off the top of my head. So yeah, I, I can help. That for me. Okay, so who they have under contract? They have. Um, let's let's go with last year's quote unquote starters. You have Dan Moore Jr., Kevin Dotson. Kendrick Green. Um, J.C. Hasenauer is not under contract. He's an exclusive rights free agent. They just have to decide they want to bring him back. Yep. Um, sorry, because I'm thinking John LeGlue is under contract. Joe Haig is under contract. Zach Banner is under contract. Okay. From the 53 from last year, that's who they have. Okay. Okay? Yep. And I already mentioned Hassenauer as the exclu- as the exclusive rights, so that's good to know. So the so the their free agents are 
Chooks Okorafor is an unrestricted free agent, and Trey Turner is an unrestricted free agent. Okay. Rich, are you bringing either of those guys back? Um, if you're asking me, I'm probably not. I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I would bring back Chooks Okorafor if he came back on the understanding of this is a cheap deal and you're right now you're in line to be the swing tackle and can fight for your starting position. Yeah. So if someone else wants to pay him money, then they're just going to say bye-bye. I know a lot of people yep. are like, Oh, well, yeah, let him go and, and get the comp pick. I don't, I don't want the Steelers to be in line for comp picks this year. Because I want them to sign too many players. To yeah, I'd yeah, I'd rather. I don't even want to care about the. I'd rather see them bringing in guys. You know, we were oh. needing comp picks to make up for the fact that we couldn't spend money in free agency. Yep. Now I'd rather spend some more money in free agent. Yeah, agency. I I skipped over one, and it, there's a there's a reason why I did. I'm looking at uh, overthecap.com, yep. and they had him listed at center, and he hasn't played center really hardly anymore. And that's BJ Finney. I wasn't looking for a center. I was looking for guards and tackles. Um, but yeah, BJ Finney's another one that's a free agent. I don't see them bringing him back either. Yep. I really um, don't think so. Yeah. I mean, I, I just don't. They, also, I'm also not going to be surprised if they cut Zach Banner. Yeah. I'm not going to be. I mean, they, they, they can't go into the season with him getting paid a $5 million salary on top of the little bit of dead money he would have. They can't do that Yeah. Um, for a player that you don't even know that can earn the starting spot. Now, the only way they do that is if Zach Banner would – I said it on our show before. If you, put, if you lump him and Devin Bush together and you say, hey, he's really much better than what he was, but we knew he wasn't anywhere close to 100% coming, up, coming off of the surgery last year. And the problem was – they had better options than an 80% Zach Banner. They did. The Steelers didn't have better options than an 80% Devin Bush at linebacker. So that's yeah. why Bush played and Banner didn't. So that's just my opinion there. They would really have to have some serious inside knowledge, and I still don't know that I'd still be comfortable with that. Because here's why. What's the definition of insanity? I don't know, but your picture's beside it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. You can't keep running back the same offensive line. and think it's going to get better. Now, granted, you have some young players, you know, that you hope to improve. Dan Moore Jr., I, I want to see him improve even more. Kendrick Green, I want to see him step up and actually be a starting, uh, a starter quality player, not just we ain't got nothing else. Yeah, You know, so the Steelers line isn't made of all guys that were, that are all on the Ascension. Chooks at quarter four is not a guy that I think is still ascending. Zach Banner is a guy that I don't know that's still ascending. If you have. Oh, look at that. You know, Kevin Dodson. Am I frozen again? You were frozen again. Okay. So someone like a Kevin Dotson and and a Kendrick Green and and a and a Dan Moore Jr. Those are all guys that you're hoping are ascending. Not the other ones. I'm frozen again because you're you blinked for a really long time. <laughs> no, you weren't frozen again. Oh, I wasn't. Maybe you were frozen. <laughs> maybe I so, just had a really long blink. Maybe I had a really long so Rich, go ahead. What's your thoughts here? Um, with the Steelers, before we even get into outside free agents, with the Steelers' own players for free agency? Um, I don't see them bringing any of their players back that are unrestricted free agents. Um, unless, like, kind of like you said, cheap, you know, if Chukes isn't getting offers, you offer him something cheap and say, hey, you know, you can come in, compete as the swing tackle. Yeah, be, with the idea you're the swing tackle and competing for a tackle position. Um, other, other than that, I don't see them making up, you know, making an offer to anybody else. That kind of offer to Chooks is the only thing I, I, I see going. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I really won't be surprised to see if Banner's cut. Yeah. For cap reasons. The fact that 
in his last time talking to the media, Kevin Colbert said he regretted not adding a, a higher quality veteran on the offensive line last year. Granted, the DeCastro situation screwed that up, and Trey Turner yep. was all they had left. Mm-hmm. Um, but just think if he said, just think if they would have added one anyway before that happened, and the and the, they probably thought they were all, all they were all right, and they weren't. And maybe they should have seen that coming with DeCastro and knew it was a possibility. If they did, then they definitely should have done that. They need to do that this year. They need to add, and I don't even care which position it is. No, center I, guard tackle. I want to add some high quality, high profile. I would expect. Player. I would expect to see them then go out and add two, okay. one a high quality player, and mm-hmm. one that would be a very respectable backup and might compete for a spot. In other words, another Joe Haig. Yes. Yes. But okay. I would like to see us go out and get one. Walk in, walking in, the job is theirs, offensive lineman. Yeah. And see, I, someone mentioned John LeGlue, um early in the live chat and that they like him. I do too. But here's the thing with LeGlue. They didn't even think he was going to make the practice squad. And he played well enough to squeeze onto the practice squad. Then, you know, you had Rashad Coward on a 53. Then he they could try to try to they release him to maybe move him to the practice squad. He gets picked up by someone else. He ends up back later on the practice squad, yada, yada, yada. Everything else, they just got to a point where LeGlue was the practice squad guy they could pr- promote for a game to give him eight. And then they had to play him because of injuries. Next thing you know, a guy that wasn't even they, they didn't even wasn't even the radar to make the practice squad is starting games at the end of the season. I mean, that that kind of sums up the Steelers' offensive line. That's the guy I want to be there fighting and being on the team, but I don't necessarily want, unless he can earn it, I don't want him to be the starter. Yeah. I I want him to be... I'd be be okay with him being the starter two years from now. Yes. Yeah. So um, here, Steel Dog 88 has the good question. $5 into the tip jar. Thank you very much. He says, can you see the Steelers cutting banner, but bring him back if not picked up on, if he's not picked up, bring him back on a minimum deal? That could be a possibility, yes. I could even see it being a little bit bigger than a minimum deal. Maybe, but it can't be what, I don't think it can be what he's costing right now. So in other words, are they going to, Vince Williams in. Very possible. Because they, you know, they cut Williams, then they brought yeah. him back, and then Williams retired. So yeah. So um, and, and it's funny because like Reginald says says LeGlue played great. Um I don't know if I'll say great, he played solid. Yeah, and, and the thing is with, with LeGlue is if if you're looking really deep at the offensive line, just like with JC Hassenauer against the Browns. If you look really deep at the offensive line, they didn't do what they were trying to do otherwise because they couldn't. You know, yeah. you know, kind of like the Steelers couldn't do things at the outside linebacker um, position in week three against who, they, who was that? Cincinnati Bengals because both Watt and Highsmith were out. You yeah. can't expect to do the same things with those guys. And they weren't doing the same things with the glue and they weren't doing the same thing with Hassenauer. They tried to do it a little bit more with Hassenauer the next week and he wasn't nearly as good. So remember that, 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 and, and that's why I say that was really bad for, for, for player. I mean, Kevin Dotson was playing there between two rookies. Now, now you're taking a guy that wasn't even going to make, the make the practice squad and put it between two rookies in the offensive line. You look back at this historically and you're like, man, oh man, how did they ever win any games at the end of the season? Here, Let alone the last two against the Browns. LeGlue, I think George OTJ here says it really well. LeGlue showed a ton mm-hmm. of heart, never quit. He's at least yeah. backup. Yes. That's, that's it. And that's, to call on the spot start when you need him to. Correct. Like, that's what I want out of LeGlue. Right. I, I'm I'm pulling for him to make the team. I really am. Yeah, but I'm not pulling. I mean, I don't like the I guy. Even, just his level of play is not where I'm comfortable saying 
Leglue's going to be there, and he's probably going to win the starting job. If that's the case, we still have problems. I am A-OK with Leglue being how how it was with Zach Banner several years ago. He was the last offensive lineman and never even got a helmet as long as everyone was healthy. Right. That would be OK, because then he could learn and develop and maybe become something. It just might take a little bit of time. So there we have that. Anything else we, you want to say about the offensive line? Are you ready to go to our big question? I am ready for the big question. All right. So let's knock this big question out. I've got a, I'm going to do my best to type it without hitting my microphone and sending everything flying because I have this different setup here. Um, But here's the quick, now we got to remind everyone the rules. My goodness. Got to, I can't believe we got to remind the rules every week, but we do. Every week. And we we still get people breaking the rules. We're going to ask the question. We're going to ask the question in the microphone. Rich is going to answer it. I'm going to answer it. You all are not going not to answer, answer it. Not answer. Do not answer it when we ask the question. We will type the question, and we will tell you when we enter it into the live chat. Once we enter that question, you all will answer the question, and we will bring them up and read them. If you put your answer out there before we ask for it, you will get put in a timeout, and <laughs> which will likely run out the end of the show. <laughs> so for you. Just because that's the way it works. But this is the question that I have as I'm going to try to type this in here. My question for you is, on offense, gotcha. on offense, name me out of everybody, let's say, let's not say restricted or exclusive rights, out of all the unrestricted free agents that we listed for the Steelers, give me the one who you think is most likely to be re-signed with the Steelers for 2022? Okay. That's a good question. If I were a betting man and had to put money on a Steeler being re-signed to the team, Mm -hmm. I think that I think the bet is an easy bet. Okay. I'm taking the easy money. All right. To me, the easy money is Ray Ray McLeod. Oh, it's my answer too. <laughs> I am taking Ray Ray McLeod as well. I think because, yes, he's offense, but he also counts so much as special teams. So yes. I, everyone's waiting for it. And what I just put it in the live chat. So you and are free to put your response out there. You can now and press send. You can now press send. Um, yeah, Ray 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 McLeod, that Ray Ray McLeod was my answer as well. So uh, if if I get a little shaky here as we go, for those you watching on YouTube, you want me to hit them up. I'll hit um, them up. You, you hit them up because when I move my mouse, it it, it yep. makes my so, head ready. Head. Here we go. Like, yeah, let's get going. Okay, George Teston says Juju. Hold on, I got to make sure that I get to where it stops jumping on me. Okay, there you go. Okay, and Matt Matt B says Ray Ray, and Robert. Doc Holiday, 66 Sadler. I think I got it. Says Juju that they were. So this, I don't know if people are going who they think or who they want, but but that's another Juju. Who, who um, else we got? This next one, I'm going to put up there, but I, I'm going to make two quick comments about it. Okay, okay. David Muse says Edmonds. If you're talking about the Edmonds that plays offense, because we're talking offense, he's already signed. He's already signed. signed. And if you're saying the one on defense, then defense, you missed the question. <laughs> next week. Yeah. So, um, yeah you said, save that for Exactly seven days from now. Uh, yeah. Rob Fitoff says Ray Ray. And Brian Brown says Juju. So, so far we're going with wide receivers. Manuel Lopez LaCroix says Ray Ray. And then we got Kathy Forage. She says Juju. Okay. And D- David Poe says Ray Ray. Uh, we're back and forth. Steeler Chick 46 says Juju. It's like we're it's like we're playing checkers here or ping pong. Kid George OTJ says Ray Ray. And oh, then we we busted. Brian Mizwa says, I agree, Ray Ray. Okay. Um, Sealdog 88 also goes with Ray Ray, a lot of on the Ray Ray Club. But then we got Russ Obenstein saying Juju. And then uh Sherry Richards says Ray Ray definitely. Uh, Steelers Pittsburgh goes with Ray Ray. And we've got Jacob Heinrich says Ray Ray. Uh Ariel um 75 says Mason wants James Washington back. They did not have a very good connection. When they were playing with the Steelers, they did not like they did in college. Um, Washington actually connected better with Duck. So, all right, go ahead and get us the uh, um, BMK says Dobbs. I'm, you know what? 
That's a good one. That, that, that's that's interesting. I, I can see um, you going to Jay that. to the ROC said just skip, if people are going to put up the wrong answer, not even answer the yep. right question, just don't even bring them up. Thanks, Mean Joe says Juju. And Jay underrated says Ray Ray is more realistic. Yeah, that's what we're looking at. The realistic. Okay. John Phillips says Juju, only offensive captain since BTR. So that is a big question about you know who could be the captain. We'll talk about that more in the offseason, I'm sure. Yes, we will. Um Richard Adamson says Juju. Reginald River says Ray Ray. Um, do, 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 do. What else do we got? Uh, Steeler Nation 4.2. Ray Ray is the next stepper picker upper. <laughs> Did I hear that right? Okay. Yeah, and, what it said. And, yeah. And Brian Blackstock says Ray Ray fits Canada's scheme. He kind of does, you know. Um, Again, kind of in that not looking for him to be the starting wide receiver he's depth he's a he's a a a guy that's going to see the field for i don't know what 10 12 plays probably on offense mm-hmm. and be your kick returner yeah that's what i would like him because i would like him to have i would like the Steelers to have another option at the position yep of wide receiver so you could bring him back but still have a better option than him so um i think that's what that's we got here caught up so currently, yes. that is fantastic so um i think i already i gave the rundown for the other podcast make sure you check us out we we're still bringing you guys so much content it's crazy um if you and- didn't catch the q and a on sunday night Either whether on YouTube or let's do it on audio, that's just as good. Make sure you go back and check that out with Rich. Um, I almost said Rich and Big Bro <laughs> with Big Bro's going bad. The killer, uh, the killer bees. Uh, what else do you want to say, Rich? Um, uh, I was going to tell everybody: don't forget to go, get over to the website. Get over to, to you know behind the steel curtain, mm-hmm. your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, especially right now with things going on, because breaking news stuff gets put up there quick. Um, yeah. You know, Jeff was real quick to get out. Kevin Colbert's story on Kevin Colbert's comments on about to it today. Yep. You know, it's a great place to swing in and just, you know, catch, catch up on those little things that are happening during the day. So don't, don't forget that as well. Yeah. And then of course there's just all kinds of great breakdown. Anytime you see the name KT Smith under an article, you should know you need to go in and read it. <laughs> yeah. Um, got a vertex coming tomorrow. Vertex is up for tomorrow where, uh, Jeffrey and I are, you know, looking at the film and stats for various players that could be free agents. It's a defensive one. So after we talked about offense tonight, uh, we're, we're looking at Akello Witherspoon and, um, and, and what he brought to the Steelers uh, last season. So um, I, it's funny. I don't think I'm going to be on the preview Thursday because of you're on vacation because I have something else going on that night. But I, I even though I'm on vacation, I, I had to be here with with my bro and still still uh, come together to do the show, which is really great. I hope I I didn't freeze too just, often. No, you didn't. Uh, but I guess that was okay. I'd have probably been disappointed had I not gone on with bad the other night. Well, yeah. it's funny because maybe, when I saw you guys. I, Maybe I wanted to be with somebody else. Well, that's the thing. I, once I saw that it was you and Bad that went on Sunday night, I'm like, I got to do the show Tuesday because Bad was my fill-in. I'm like, <laughs> so I'm like, you guys just did a show. Um, but maybe it was just a prequel. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I should have let him do it tonight. But uh, it was a right. lot of fun being here. Um, next week, we'll turn around and look at the defense. Rich, yep, what do you want to say? Uh, for any closing thoughts tonight? Hey, just, you know. Um, we'll probably have a little more talk about anything that popped out at the scouting combine, uh, as well next week, if if anything, you know, caught our eye there. Um, but really we'll be ready and we're going to jump into the defense the same way we did the offense tonight. A lot of names out there on the defense that we're going to talk about. Um, and you know, we're just going to stick to it. And I will say this. Yes. Thanks. Mean Joe says, said, God bless the, uh, yeah, you know, Ukraine. You know, we we do realize going on in the world, yeah. going on in the world right now, um, but we do like to still take our time to just spend a few minutes away from that kind of stuff and yeah, just get in here and talk Steelers football. Yeah, um, partly because it's one of the things we love, and doing this stuff is kind of kind of my escape from my other job and and things like that. That you know helps me keep my sanity. Yeah. Uh, I hope for those of you that are out there that listen to us or, or come here on YouTube and watch that we're kind of that same thing for you. It's it's your place to go. 
talk Steelers football, listen about Steelers football, and just, you know, escape the 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 toils and troubles of everyday life. Mm-hmm. So stick with us. We're going to be back here with you all next Tuesday night. I can't wait. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.